everyone. Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned in to Trish Chat, a series that promotes meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real-life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Make sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Trish Chat. My name is Steph, and I'm here with Jess. We are currently sitting in our living room with our silent guest, Baxter, the pup, just sitting on my lap. It's cloudy and rainy in San Francisco, so the moods are a little bit down. But it's also cozy. But it is also cozy. Got the humidifier going, the heater going. Baxter looks so comfortable on you right now. (laughs) He has two blankets on him, has his head on two cushions that are stacked up. He's chilling. He's spoiled, man. He is well. He deserves a good life. He does. We all deserve a good life. We all do, but he does give us all love, so he deserves all the love. Yes, he's currently shivering because he's cold. Oh. Little pup. Um, so Jess and I have been talking, and we were like, it's the last month of the year. Um, people are probably thinking about what their New Year's resolutions are going to be, and we have one for you. Deal with your shit. <laughs> That's a really big one. That's a really big one. Um, but um, it's a really important one. Do you want to talk about what we mean by that? Yeah. I guess we were talking and we were talking about like unpacking things. And um, I, I think that towards the end of the year, we're always making a list of things that we want to do better in the new year. And, and a lot of those things are... You know, some people have fitness goals or make more money or move somewhere, or, you know, a lot of those types of things. But nobody ever sets a goal of like dealing with their shit. Yes. And and A and D and A and D as this is like a follow up to our living in the deficit episode because of the fact that a lot of times and when I've done New Year's resolutions, what I have done is like think about how my life is going to be happier with these resolutions, right? right? Like um, get more tones, like run more. Mm-hmm. It's like always supplemental things that I need to add on for my life to be better in the following year. And then in the next year, my life isn't better. Right. Why? Because I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm running more. I'm getting that muscle, but I'm still walking around with all the shit that I didn't deal with. Right. All my past traumas, all my stuff from my childhood that like is still weighing down on me all of my bad habits that I have that I never dealt with I'm still walking around with that so it it, like it's kind of like don't make a new year's resolution that's supplemental Mm -hmm. until you get to the core Mm -hmm. and deal with your shit now we're all going to be dealing with our shit for the rest of our lives because there's always shit to deal with Mm -hmm. um but I think that there comes a point where you're able to recognize the 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 trauma that you've had in your life you're able to recognize your patterns of behavior that stem from that trauma and then you're able to correct that or 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 live a life where you're cognizant of that and you are redirecting that behavior so that it's not trauma driven in a negative way yeah i mean if if you want to right i think there's a lot of people who you were using this term like disassociate and they don't really unpack or deal with their shit. (laughs) 
So I think that you've pretty much summed it, summed it up on what it means, but just truly unpacking your feelings and why you are the way you are. Why do you get angry at certain things? Why do you get happy at certain things? Why do you, uh, why are you not a morning person? Why are you a morning person? Um, why do you keep making the same like mistakes or why do you keep attracting the same type of partner same type of partner same type of people what what are the pattern why are you why do you have those patterns um why does it make you so mad that you're you know when your partner does x yeah why does it make you so mad when your partner you know doesn't ask you how your day went yeah shade (laughs) that's one of my triggers why do you throw shade (laughs) during a podcast um so it's it's things like that and we'll kind of dive into um how we realized uh we needed to deal with our shit uh individually yeah um and also as a couple um how we dealt with it and then also end with some some tips on how to move forward to in fact you know acknowledge and deal with your shit yeah so um maybe stuff you can dive into how you realize you needed to deal with your your shit (laughs) um yeah i mean i'll just give a little bit of like a glimpse of um my childhood and the stuff that um the events in my life that have like accumulated shit for me so i I had a, a a good childhood. I I grew up with both of my parents. Both of my parents were like around. My mom was more around than my dad. But I also grew up in a household where um, feelings were very suppressed. Um, you were not allowed to be sad or be angry or be too happy or laugh too loud. It's sort of like you had to be neutral at all times. And I also grew up in a household where whatever my mom said was the law. Right. Like whatever she said went. So I, 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 I never saw my dad have a voice. Mm. Um, and as a result, it kind of felt like he like he was around, but he wasn't really like a parent in a way outside of just like a financial provider. Um, uh, and I also dealt with like a mom who um, had her own trauma. And so whenever she would get upset or you did something that she didn't like, she would take her love away. She would ignore you. She wouldn't talk to you you're living in the same house with someone and they're they're not talking to your parent. Imagine that. Um, at the age of 23, I came out to, um, my parents. I tried to make the relationship work with them, but it, it, it just got to a point where it was like very, um, verbally abusive and I could no longer suppress who I was to make them happy. So I cut off the relationship with my entire family, not just my mom and my dad, but everyone. I tried for a couple of years to like still have a relationship with like one or two cousins or with my sister, but it didn't work. I will occasionally have family members that may reach out to say happy new year mm-hmm. or whatever, but I don't really, I don't have a relationship with any of my family members or like I can call them and like just talk. Right. So that's like a little bit about me and, and like my shit. Um, I realized that I needed to deal with that because of the fact that um, in the past, I would say like year and a half, two years, um, I've, felt very, very unhappy. Mm -hmm. 
um, I started to feel like I said I was going to do things and I didn't do them. And I didn't understand why. The things that I enjoyed doing, I would take those things away from myself. And I didn't understand why. Um, I kept going further and further and further into this hole of like, let me just work more and work more and work more and work more. And I wasn't getting satisfaction from that. And I didn't understand why. I kept um, isolating myself in the sense of constantly having these uh, breakdowns where I felt like I needed more alone time and I would spend like an entire day, sometimes an entire weekend where I was like alone by myself doing like, like yoga, going for a walk, like, it's just like amplified, like self-care amplified, like what I consider self-care. So like face masks, like uh, journaling, uh, but like journaling, like bullshit, like not really digging, just, yeah, not really digging, just writing things down. Like I'm angry today. It's sunny. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and I just got to a point where I was like, you know, I'm working really hard, but like, I'm not really like, it's not really doing anything for me. Um, I am not happy with myself. I keep pushing people away and I'm acknowledging that I push people away. I'm not actively trying to like flourish in my friendships. Mm -hmm. I'm not really contributing a ton to my marriage. I'm just kind of like sitting here stale. Um, I'm being a pillow princess in a way. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm just like, I'm just laying here and just letting all these things like... Um, revolve around me and I'm just kind of letting life take me like I'm just letting every day pass and I'm seeing like what's gonna come at me and I'm just like well I'm not happy and I just got to a point where I was like this has to stop because I'm I'm sitting here saying like well you know I don't have a relationship with my family their loss but I'm I also feel very abandoned Mm -hmm. And I'm feeling very abandoned, but I'm also pushing people away. I'm not these these people that I'm meeting here in San Francisco in this new city. I'm not really making an effort to like build a friendship with them. So I'm pushing them away in a sense. I'm not really um, being the best wife that I can be. So in a way, I'm pushing my wife away as well. Mm -hmm. I am like acknowledging the things that I'm doing wrong, but I'm not doing anything about them. So in a way, I'm suppressing my higher self that's trying to do better. Mm -hmm. So what I was doing in a sense was like, I was forcing myself to be unhappy because I wasn't doing anything. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I realized that I needed to deal with my shit. Damn. When I just got fed up with my own bullshit. Yeah. I can relate to a lot of that. What about you? <laughs> that's so fucking real. Um, a lot of what you said is just similar to to what I feel, and you know, I've, I guess I can give a background on my on my childhood. It, we've talked about this in several episodes, but for any of the new listeners, um, I was raised by a single mom. Um, I had two parents up until the age of about ten, and then my plan my parents split, um, and so it was me, my mom, and my brother. Haven't talked to my dad in. 20 years which is crazy and a lot of what I'm unpacking recently mm -hmm. um and so it was just the three of us just our family unit just holding each other down and you know I had to really step up um 
as an older sister um, and as a daughter. So I, I kind of became that other parent in my brother's life. And I kind of became my mom's partner um, to make sure that everything was good, that mm-hmm. we were we were all set. And so there was a lot of assumed responsibility made of me. And I kind of had to grow up very quickly. Kind of, I did. I had to grow up very quickly. And I was exposed to a lot of adult issues. Um, and so I kind of, I, I became this, this codependent person who, uh, I was the fixer. I always had to fix everything. Um, and that's, that, that's what defined me for a very long time. Yeah. And I went my whole life thinking that that's the thing that set me apart from everyone else that I, I could, you know, take a problem and, and find a solution or many solutions. And, you know, I was a go-to and I, and I found a lot of pride in that, um, and so I went through my, my early 20s kind of with that. And, and you know, my mom taught me uh, an amazing work ethic. So I was I was out there. I was determined to make money and get promoted and work really hard and get in the room and, and you know, make sure I was um, getting all the things that I deserved. Um, and I found myself at a point where I had set all these roles for myself and these 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 goals and you know, paying off my debt and moving out and, you know, finding the one and getting married. And, um, you know, then I started learning stuff helped a lot with this, but just learning how to spend money on myself. And so I started buying myself all these things and, and thinking, okay, you know, I was, I was constantly chasing something. So I was like, oh, I feel down. I'm going to go buy this. And, you know, I'm going to buy this too, because I've always wanted it. And this is going to bring me happiness. And these were tangible things. And, you know, it came to a point where I had everything. I have so much to be grateful for. I'm mm-hmm. so privileged, but it still wasn't answering the pain that I had within, you know, the 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 rage that I had within, the the sadness that I had in it within, you know, why why was I getting so angry so fast at certain things? Yeah. Why was I associating myself with certain the same type of person over and over again. Yep. Why was I trying to fix X, Y, and Z for all these people? Yep. Um, you know, and then before stuff, why was I attracting the same type of woman? And I, I just, I got to a point where I was just so tired of being angry and not knowing why I was angry yeah. and not knowing why I was sad and why I was constantly just in the same pattern. Yeah. Um, and so I just started getting really curious and I think, I think a big part of why, um, I realized that I needed to deal with that is, is you and I were kind of in the same place within different situations. Like we were both going through this internal struggle of like why we were, why we were the way we were or are. Uh, but not having the language or the expression, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were just trying to be there for each other and like patch things up to to make each other feel better. But we really weren't unpacking what that actually meant. It wasn't sustainable. Yeah. And I remember asking like, why are you sad? And you're just like, I don't know. Like literally is what you would look at me and you say, I don't know. And, and so, I would get mad. Like, Stop asking me why I'm sad. Right. I'm just sad. And then I would internalize that and think, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong. What, what more can I do? So then I would try to make up for that in, in many other ways and just try to make you happy but what we've learned is that nobody can be happy until you one understand why you're unhappy 
and to until you're unhappy with yourself right it was not your responsibility to make me happy but can you imagine what that made me feel like when yeah. i have this pattern of trying to make everyone happy in my life because that's the person i played for so long yeah. and people played into that yeah and a and d a and d I think it was difficult for you to hear me say to you, like, this isn't your problem to fix. I think it was difficult for me to accept that I couldn't fix it. Yeah. Absolutely. I would say I'm relieving you from this. This is not your problem to fix. hundred percent there. That was very hard for me to accept. And it's not until now that I've kind of, you know, released myself from that, Mm -hmm. um, that expectation. And so I'm super, grateful that we had each other and we have each other in our lives Mm -hmm. during this time to kind of go through it together in a way where like seeing you and your growth inspires me because it's different than what I go through and it, it gives me perspective in that like everyone has their own shit and no matter how much you have or how much you're successful, I almost felt like I wasn't as alone in it, mm-hmm. you know, because I had someone who was like, yo, no, I'm going through similar stuff too. And although we weren't sharing exactly all the things that we were feeling, just knowing that like you were brave enough to start unpacking stuff that's you disassociated for so long was, it was beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it inspired me to continue unpacking that for myself yeah um and i'm again i'm just so grateful that we did that because i think that until you deal with your shit i i honestly don't think you're honestly growing i think you're just accepting yeah i think you're just accepting things for what they are and surviving is sometimes uh uh, like a a mechanism that some people have to use because that's all they have. It's I just agree. To be in survival mode. I agree. And right, like I think, I think, I can. Sp- I think my parents were in survival mode because it's like, I heard something today on a podcast that like was like, where someone was like, think about, you know, it's very easy to sit here and blame your parents for like the trauma and the stuff that you have, and and they were like, but think about like the great things that your parents passed down to you. Think about the, the positive aspects that you have because of your parents and like attribute that, attribute that back to them because as much as you want approval from your parents, your parents want approval from you too. Yeah, that's real. And, and saying, think about the fact that they, this person was speaking about them as a parent where they were like, I feel the weight of uh, linear trauma on me where all of these things that happen to my grandparents from their parents to my parents from my grandparents and to my parents from me, I feel that way where I'm not trying to let any of that seep through. So I'm basically like trying to hold like wet sand from like that, me passing that on to my child. And there are going to be certain things that drip down. Right. And what the child sees is what drips down. Right. And that completely shifted my mind of like, fuck, like my parents are probably trying to like, like they were trying to, they were feeling that too, probably, and just trying to like hold on to that in survival mode of like, don't let any more of this like linear trauma slip down. Of course, they're not like, oh, this is linear trauma, and I'm trying not right. to like. That's not the mindset that people have because you you need the toolkit to understand that. But yeah. I was like, wow, like that is 
freaking deep. Um, and like, I can see why some people would be on survival mode, but I'm also just like, I'm going to release myself from being on survival mode because I don't have to do that. Right. My parents did that so that I don't have to do that. Right. And I think that's why I'm even more grateful that like they did what they had to do for us. And now I think it's our duty to like live the best life that we can and be honest about that. And so what I meant by that is like without dealing with your shit, you're not growing. I, I just don't think you know who you are until you actually deal with your shit. And you will accept whatever comes your way. You will continue to repeat patterns. Yep. Over and over again. You It will impact your happiness. For sure. So if you've come this far in the episode, if you're feeling unhappy, if you're feeling like time is passing by and you're just like stuck, it's time for you to deal with your shit. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jess, how did you deal with your shit? <laughs> Talk us through it. Speak on I'm it. I'm sitting here with a dog on my lap just pointing at her like, Talk us through it. <laughs> Um, man, I'm, I'm still dealing with my shit. <laughs> so I'm I mean, to... it's a lifelong process. No one's ever like this year. I'm going to, in 2020, I'm going to deal with my shit so that in 2021, I'm done dealing with my shit. No, you're going to be dealing with your shit for the rest of your life. Yeah. It was a, it was slow progress for me. Um, at first it was going to therapy and like talking through why I was sad or why I thought I was sad at the moment. Mm hmm um and and it wasn't i didn't it wasn't a immediate relief in that but as i kept going um that's when i started getting really curious because i was being challenged in therapy about my feelings and yeah. like people watch movies with like therapy scenes and you know you getting asked how does that make you feel like that yeah. in fact does happen in therapy but it's it's useful because it actually it it's thought provoking. It really right. just makes you think why? Yeah. How does that make me feel? And why do I feel that way? And so I would, I didn't actually grow in therapy. I grew outside of therapy because it was that I was getting set up with these frameworks mm -hmm. of understanding like, okay, I'm doing a, and I'm reacting with B. Now let me unpack why that is actually happening. What are the feelings that come up? when when b when that when that uh that anger or that happiness mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. you know comes up and so um i had i had suppressed like my childhood so so much because i had to talking about survival like that i had to i was in survival mode yeah. uh from the age of 10 to 20 maybe and i was finally at a point where i could start unpacking that but i was so scared to do that because I did not know what would come up. So it didn't happen all at once. I started peeling back little by little um, and understanding that there was a lot of trauma in um, my dad leaving and just like the loyalty that he broke um, with the things that he would say and not deliver on. Yeah. And so I started leaning into that. Um, I started, I, I was just telling stuff, like I started writing out, my story like I I sat down with my journal and I was like 
let me write down my story. I, I went as far back as I could to being a child and I just started writing everything. Like, so you wrote down memories that you remember. Yeah. So for the first memory was like maybe age of six. And like, I would describe what my, my, uh, childhood apartment looked like and the things that I remember, like watching space jam with like my mom or like the things I would eat and how my room looked. what were my favorite toys? What's the favorite Nintendo game I used to play? Mm -hmm. Who, who was coming over? Like, um, and through that, I realized that I had no memories with my father and that made me really sad. And so that is not, um, that's not something I ever thought about because I just, I was in survival mode. So I just started unpacking that. What does that mean to me? Yeah. How are this all, how is this all like leading back into like my anger with how I get angry and my patterns? And so it was a lot of, a lot of writing, a lot of therapy, um, you know, sharing, sharing thoughts with like friends and family who, you know, if you're in conversation and you feel safe, like I would have a conversation and be like, have you ever felt this? Or like, mm -hmm. you know, um, super grateful for like the circle of friends that I have that I'm able to actually do that and say like, I'm feeling this way. Like, have you ever felt this and how have you dealt with this? And like getting tips on how to do that and not feeling so alone in that, um, has truly helped me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think the moral of that is like, I tapped into like kind of my inner child in understanding that everything that I feel now as an adult and the way I react and the way the things I like and all those things all have to do with how the things that I went through as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I think that we try to disassociate from that for so long that we forget that in fact, that the things that bring us happiness now are, in fact, what brought us happiness when we were young. So an yeah. example of that is, like, I loved watching movies as a kid because I was a single child for five years. And my way of, like, enjoying, like, playtime or whatever was watching movies, all types of movies. I now love going to the movies. I never understood why. Yeah. But it was because as a kid, that was like, that was my safe place. Like, that's what I would go to, to feel connected. Um, I, I think about the, the types of foods that I like now and like, what were my favorite foods as a kid? Um, when, what happened as a kid that I would get angry about or happy about? Yeah. Those are in fact still the things that get, make me angry or happy now. And so it was, it wasn't until I started thinking about those things that I started really understanding who I was. Yeah. And how to unlearn that because there's so much power in understanding why you are the way you are so that you can then decide how you want to be moving forward. Yeah. And like how you as an adult are carrying the things that you didn't get to process as a child. Yeah, exactly. And figuring out what, it, what that is. Mm -hmm. And no one's going to like... Some of us can't sit there with our moms and be like, mom, how did you fuck me up? Tell me. Like, <laughs> what were the top three things that you did to fuck me up? Yeah. Um, because no. no parent, I well, most parents, I think, aren't actively seeking to fuck up their child. They're just trying to give them the best life that they can. Mm -hmm. And because we're all people and we all carry around trauma, that passes down. But you as a child, if you were not given a nurturing environment or if you had a parent that maybe 
um, had substance abuse issues or, Mm. um, you know, had you suppress your emotion or had anger issues. Like there's probably a lot of stuff that you as a child um, needed that you never got. And now that's coming out in adulthood. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I think with with that and and writing out your story, what what had help what has helped me is that after writing and, and I'm still not done because it it's quite emotional as I kind of go through it, is reflecting on what I have written and what has come up. So abandonment came up a lot in my childhood, and so I leaned into that and I've started getting really curious about what that means and how that shows up for me as an adult. And it's really, I feel relieved knowing that. Because it makes a lot of sense to mm-hmm. the way I deal with conflict. Um, and so there's some sort of freedom in that. Yeah. Like, yes, I don't have the answers, but at least I know why I am the way I am and how now I can focus on like, like coaching that inner child in me and saying, okay, Jess, you're not 10 years old anymore. Like, it's okay. You get to choose who you trust and don't trust. Or if, if you do feel really upset, Say like, okay, inner child, like, what are you trying to tell me right now? Yeah, kind of talking yourself through that and getting curious about that. And so once that started, like once I started getting the language or, or, or putting, you know, words to these, these feelings, then I started going like, I'm really into podcasts now. So now I, I look for like podcasts or people out there who like are experts in these things and who can give me the language to continue yeah. to help me grow as a person um, you know, I'm always looking for online resources, free resources on there, like different therapists on Instagram. Like we talk about the, the, uh, the therapists we follow on Instagram that have yeah. been truly helpful. They're not just about their, their, their quick one-liner quotes. Like they, they, they provide frameworks and videos yeah. and resources. And Steph had done a workshop a few months ago that was super helpful to her. So it's like leaning into those type of resources, of, of course, not all of us have the means for, for those things, but I, I try to lean into like the free things that I can yeah. take advantage of. I, I honestly, for me, podcasts are, are the best thing for me because I can listen to it wherever, whenever. Um, and it's free. And it's free and it gives me, it give me, it gives me some sort of comfort. Um, yeah. Just hearing someone else say the things that I feel. And putting words to it. And putting words to it. I also want to say one thing um, just to clarify as well. Just because Jess recognized, just because Jess recognized that trauma or, you know, you know, how abandonment plays a role in her life or how she is a codependent person doesn't mean that she's not a codependent person anymore. It doesn't mean that she's not triggered by trauma anymore. But it also doesn't mean that I'm running to take her to the movies every day because I want her to make her happy mm-hmm. or because, you know, I, 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 you know, buying her chocolate chip cookies every day because, you know, mm-hmm. I need to do that. What it means is that I recognize that Jess is triggered by abandonment, particularly by being told that something's going to get done and then it not getting done mm-hmm. and that she is a codependent person. So what that helps me to do is that if I come to her and I have an issue or I'm really sad, I can proactively say to her, I release you from from like fixing this for me or like 
This is my problem to fix. I just want you to listen to me. Or if I see her stepping into that codependent like side of her, I can say like, you're trying to fix it and it's not your problem to fix. Yeah. And then it's also like on the flip side, it's me understanding I feel that way. So me being able to communicate that to you yeah, in a way where you would understand. Um, and so that's kind of how I've dealt with it. I think that one other thing to mention is that it's also made me curious about everything in my life and like yeah. why I do the things that I do on like every level. Why do I believe that is right versus wrong? Yeah. Like set, I've started like setting out, like listing out my values and understanding like, why do I believe that is in fact one of my values? Like, where does that stem from? Yeah. You know, so it's been a journey. It's going to be a lifelong journey and I'm sure I'll find other ways to kind of continue dealing with it. But those are some of the few that I currently use to deal with it. Um, yeah. I, I, I've mentioned this, but I journal a lot now. Like I, I journal, I try to journal every day um, because I, I find that with any sorts of expression, you find, I find new new things that like I, I've known and just haven't been able to express and like that triggers something else. And then I'm like going down this rabbit hole and I'm like, oh my God, this all makes sense now. Yeah. And I have these realizations and stuff is witnessed where I'll run out of the shower and be like, oh, my God, I just realized this whole thing. And she's like, what? Um, and I find great joy in, in being able to do that because for me, that's growth. For me, yeah. that's no house, car, job, anything like that is ever going to make me feel the same way it does the way I feel with like knowing myself yeah. and why I am the way I am and who I am. Um. So yeah, that's that's kind of me. Um, how how have you dealt with it? For me, therapy has been a really big part of my healing journey and dealing with my shit because I grew up suppressing or having to suppress my feelings for so long. I've had difficulty with one vocalizing how I feel, like recognizing what it is that I feel outside of like I'm angry or I'm sad like what what does that even mean mm -hmm. um so I've had a lot of issues with like vocalizing that that's one two I've also had a lot of issues with if I go to someone and I say hey I'm upset because you did this if that person's like no but but you know like it turns into like a discussion I shut down because of my childhood where it was like no I said be quiet or I said this and mm -hmm. that's that I'm going to ignore you now because you made me upset and that's it. So I retreat. Right. So I think a lot of times I go in with like half baked notion of like what I actually feel, but I don't really know. Right. And then I get shut down. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't want to explore this any further. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it. Um, so talking to a therapist and there's different types of therapy out there every therapist has like a different sort of like style that they use so I had to find the right therapist and my therapist gives me like one sheeters and like uh like an emotion wheel of mm -hmm. like well what are you feeling like the, like look at these words which one resonates the most with you and that's helped me a lot to be able to just verbalize what I actually feel yeah like for some people that's like like wow really like it took you this long to come up to like figure that out but 
that was like Jess can attest like when we first started dating she was like I miss you and I was like the feeling is mutual and I saw nothing wrong with me saying that to her but it was because I was like oh I have to say miss you like that feels weird a feeling um that made me feel warm and fuzzy oh yeah that's really feeling is mutual you know you want to be romantic you took you took it up a notch the feeling is mutual you know (laughs) that's fucking creepy Um, (laughs) so therapy has been i think the most helpful thing for me um two has been uh reading um i talk a lot about Brene brown but it's because Brene Brown has frameworks. Yeah, frameworks um, are such a... And that's really important for me. I, yeah. I thrive in frameworks um, because I learn when I do something. I don't learn from just like reading. Like I learn through practice. And so if I can get a framework and practice it, yeah, it helps me a lot um, when I can continue practicing that. So for me, reading um, Brene Brown um, books, like start with the gifts of imperfection. That like really helped me a lot to just also understand a lot about myself. Um, listening to people speak like Sonia Renee Taylor about a variety of different topics, like that has been super helpful to me. Um, I do journal. I don't journal as much as Jess does. Um, I would like to journal more, and that's one of my goals. But one of the things that I do every day is um, because of the fact that I've had issues with expressing myself and figuring out what it is that I'm feeling and being able to verbalize that I check in with myself a lot mm-hmm. and I have to do that every day um where I'm checking in with my body and trying to determine what's the emotion so that to me I'm still working on that but for me at this moment in my life, that to me is more helpful than journaling mm-hmm. because of the fact that I still struggle. Like I'm not perfect at verbalizing what I feel. Yeah. Like it takes me some time to get to it. And so journaling sometimes ends up me, me like writing down an emotion and then the story that I have about that emotion, which isn't helpful at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause now I'm just like saying I'm angry and I'm angry because you know, and like something that isn't really true. It's just a story that I'm telling myself. We yeah. all do that, right? So for me, it's more important for me to check in with myself and say, my body just felt tense with this interaction. Why did my body feel tense? Mm-hmm. Where am I feeling that? I'm feeling that in my shoulder. Let me release my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, at what point did I feel tense? Okay, this person said this. Okay, I felt tense when this person said X and Y. Okay, and I, 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 I felt tense because it felt like they were neglecting what I said. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I tensed up because at that point, I felt, I felt like I was back in my childhood. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then th- there I have to, but that's all internal. That's all happening in my head. I'm not doing that out loud. I'm doing that with myself. Yeah. So that for me is helpful because for me, my goal in terms of how I want to live my life and when I think about having dealt with most of that shit, like at a point where I can start dealing with the other shit, is for me it's one, able to identify the feeling that I have. Mm -hmm. Two is understanding where I'm feeling that feeling because I have a very strong 
mind-body connection where I feel a lot of my emotions, like a shoulder pain, Mm -hmm. shoulder getting tense, like uh, hip pain, like that's where I feel it all. So understanding where I'm feeling that, checking in and, and trying to release that, like tension in the body, and then understanding the root cause of why my body reacted in that way. So for me, that's kind of like the framework that I'm working with right now. And that's how I've started to deal with my shit. So it's been therapy, Mm -hmm. frameworks, reading from people who provide those frameworks, Brene Brown, Sonia Renee Taylor, and then constantly checking in with myself on trying to determine what I'm feeling and where I'm feeling it and why I'm feeling it. Outside of a story. Right. Facts, not, ver- facts versus fiction. Right. Not like my shoulders are tense and they're tense because that's typically where I feel anger and I'm angry because Jess doesn't love me. That's a story. Yeah. Versus my shoulders are tense and that's where I typically feel anger. And I feel anger because Jess didn't accept one of my bids when I when I like made a bid for attention. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel the same way that my mom made me feel when she ignored me. Like I'm a child just looking to be loved and I don't get that. Yeah. That's different. Cause now I can go to Jess and be like, after I deal with my things of like, let me like release the tension from my shoulder. Let me like take a couple of deep breaths. Like, Mm-hmm. box breathing look it up the box the box breathing uh, method i can do that and then once the, that tension is released from my shoulder then i can come to jess and be like hey earlier i made a bid for attention from you mm-hmm. and you didn't accept it and you may have noticed that i got upset and walked away from you or whatever it may be and the reason why is because i was triggered and this is why i was triggered and this is what i need from you at this point now that i've dealt with my shit myself yeah so that's a lot of work and i'm still not that great at that (laughs) but i'm trying yeah it's so important though right because we we touched on it earlier it's like it's a lot of work but once you start doing the work and understanding who you are it just makes a lot of life's decisions much easier or clearer i should say in regards to I'm going to say yes to go into this place because it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say no because that's a boundary. I'm going to date this person because they align with my values. I'm not going to date this person because they don't align with. And I think that a lot of people, and this this is just the way it is because we live in a society where we're trying to be perfect and everybody just you know, with social media and everything, Mm -hmm. like we're, we're shooting for that perfection. And we think, you know, people who have money and all this stuff, like they have no problems or whatever. We're so afraid to actually lean into these feelings and we think that happiness lives outside of us. Oh, I'm unhappy, so I got to start dating this person because they're going to bring me happiness because they, they, they represent this status and these things and they're, they're into this stuff. So once I have that, I'm going to be happy. And then you quickly realize once you're in that, yes, the idea of the status brings you some sort of like, it's not even happiness, that's ego. Yep. And you're still fucking sad. 
and you still have the same issues. You're still angry at the same things. You're yeah. still so you're still chasing things because you're not dealing with with those feelings from your life, yep. from all your traumas, from your inner child, from all those things that you continue to push down. If you continue looking for this externally, you're never gonna live a like fulfilled, happy life. Yeah. And I think one other thing is like acknowledging those taboo emotions that that some of us tend to feel that we tend to suppress because it just sounds to us like ugly to say that like it sounds ugly to say I feel shame you know about this or I feel jealous Mm -hmm. about this and I will admit that I have a lot of feelings of jealousy because sometimes I look at the relationship that people have with their parents and I get jealous about that and it's not jealousy because I want those parents it's more jealousy of like it's unfair that you that like other people have that relationship with their families and I don't have that with mine yeah it's like if you don't see it you don't it doesn't exist but you, it does exist you're it just manifests itself in other ways well yeah but it's also like you're inside your own head and you know that your truth yeah. so no matter how many times you don't say it you still feel jealous you still feel shame mm-hmm. you still feel all those things mm-hmm. So I think it's important. And I think the reason it lives in your body is because you don't express it. Yeah. There's no release for it. Yeah. So it's so important to find ways to release that. I read somewhere. uh, This is not a medical podcast. (laughs) Disclaimer. So I'm saying something that I read that I am choosing to believe. You choose whether you want to believe it or not. But I read somewhere that the um, hips are the... Uh, mm-hmm. emotional trash can for the body mm-hmm. so it is where any undealt with emotions live and for me i was like shit like i always have butt <laughs> and hip pain like my ass hurts right now and something's <laughs> happening something's something's happening like in terms of an emotion that i'm not dealing with that i need to like figure out and get curious about but that i was like ooh, like i feel a lot of hip and ass pain all the time and that is yeah, you you had mentioned that before, and my coworker actually mentioned that uh, a few weeks ago. I was telling her the story about the marathon, and this is kind of an example of kind of holding in feelings. Remember, I I mentioned to you and a lot of people that at mile twenty, I just started bawling. Yeah, and all my memories of Trish came up. Yeah, like they were just flashing. It was like a movie. Yeah, from high school to college yeah. to like our crazy dance parties to her rapping to you know her shitting on me like all of that to her driving my car which I can't believe I actually had her drive my car without a license but it's like those yeah even a permit I think she had a permit okay so it's fine yeah but you know I just was like challenging her I'm like come on you gotta learn but um I just started bawling and and when my my coworker said that she's like you know a lot of like your you know your your trauma and pain actually is stored in your hips and i'm wondering if like you released it like it was just released during the marathon i'm like holy shit i mean that might i i still think it was like trish like being with me but the amount of emotion that came out was just like insane yeah it was like all of that i've tried to suppress like to be strong for everyone and not deal with like that pain i think that i'm still i'm still grieving the loss of her and 
not truly dealing with it full on. And I think I'll always have to like kind of work through that. But that is an example of like, and I was in a lot of pain too, physically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I completely believe that a hundred percent, especially you with like an injury, like you're always feeling something somewhere and, and it makes sense. Like if you're kind of suppressing all of that, it's going to be in different parts of your body, especially if you have so much of it. Yeah, for sure. So, so let's, let's talk about some tips. What are some tips you have? Some tips for y'all to deal with your shit. <laughs> I mean, I think we, we talked about a lot of these. Um, I think the first part is like curiosity and it's getting curious about many different things. And you're like getting curious about why certain things repeatedly make you angry, mm-hmm. why you are attracting um, similar partners or similar situations. Mm-hmm. Like, What about you is attracting that? Mm-hmm. Um, getting curious about why you react to certain things in particular ways. Like why certain things dictate your emotions. Yeah. Getting curious about why you live your life a certain way, mm-hmm. right? Like getting curious about, um, I, 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 the two married people are always like, maybe not everybody else wants to get married. Um, <laughs> right. Like if, if you're, if, if you're, if you constantly feel pressure in your life right now where you're like, okay, I need to like get this job. I need to get this apartment or this house. I need to, uh, get somebody and then we need to get married and then we need to have kids. Like ask yourself why you think that needs to happen. Do you actually want that? Yeah, I agree. Why do you think that needs to happen? Why do you want that? Like getting curious about all of that. So I would say one is get curious. Mm-hmm. Um, two, as you're getting curious, journal. Give yourself different journal prompts. What makes me angry? What's made me angry this week and why? Mm-hmm. What makes me happy this week? And why? What's made me unhappy? Yeah. Three is, you know, follow Jess's advice of like, write your story. Tap into that inner child, you know, and lean into that. Yeah. That's three. Four is, um, if you're able to afford it, um, if you have, if you have the privilege of, of being able to afford it, uh, try out therapy. Um, it might be helpful. There's many ways of like affordable therapy out there, like some therapists that might go um, uh, like on a sliding scale in terms of their fee. Um, some, uh, some there's online therapy now. There's online therapy where you can, you know, text and talk to therapists. That might be a more affordable option. You might be able to find therapists um, if you have insurance through your insurance company. There's like different ways to um, find therapists. So what number am I at? Four? <laughs> I forget. Four. We're going to call that number four. So that's that's number four. Um, number five would be talk to to like people that you trust in your life. Um, talk, talk about things that maybe you've been um, hiding or that you've maybe felt embarrassed to say. Like maybe first journal them and then talk to them. Talk, talk about that with someone, with someone that you trust. Um, open up. Because that, that's a form of release. Mm-hmm. 
to help you deal with that. Like to the first part is like bringing that to your awareness. And then the second part is acting on it. So the, you know, try and act on that first part and just like get curious about it. Write, write about it. Talk to people about it that you trust. Yep. Um, what would you say, Jess? I, I Did mean, I cover them all? You covered a lot of them. Um, again, I'll, I'll say like, find podcasts like i really 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 love podcasts i'm constantly sending people different podcasts outside of trish chat um so so. yeah and like very concrete advice if you're wondering like i get angry all the time and i act out on this anger do a search for a podcast about anger Mm -hmm. just start listening to episodes one like of, of one or two or three you'll eventually find one that you're like i like the content of this one I'm going to listen to a few more. Take notes as you listen. Some of these podcasts invite therapists and the therapists give frameworks Mm -hmm. of how they recommend that you deal with the anger. And so if you are not at a place in your life where you can afford a therapist, this might help because then you get the frameworks where you can like write them down and practice them. Yeah, that's been super helpful for me. Um, And then you and then you I kind of get lost in them and I start listening to other things and they they trigger other emotions for me and I'm like, Oh my God, this is other things I want to, I want to work through. So like, mm-hmm. let me keep listening. Mm-hmm. Um, the other online resources, just like I've, we've mentioned before, if, if you're on social media, Instagram is my, my choice of social media. So I, I follow a lot of online therapists, mm-hmm. a lot of people out there who, you know, um, Sonia Renee Taylor talking about like radical self-love, like people who yes. are, t- who are, the body are, is not an apology. It's her book. If you want to read it. Yeah, that's a good book. Um, you know, people who, who are talking about these type of things, like vulnerability and, and, and normalizing it, you know, let's, I think that's the most important part in like, I think for Trish chat is just normalizing vulnerability and being able to kind of lean into Mm -hmm. that stuff. And so Mm -hmm. find, find the people, if you don't have them within your friend circle and your family, find the people online out there like have that have resources that can help you become more comfortable yep. in being vulnerable and and unpacking the things that you know you're trying to work through um and then just like if you are at the point where you're like this is great thanks for those five seven six don't know what number we're at thanks for those tips but i don't know what i'm supposed to get curious about if you're like me where you're like i suppress emotions so i have a hard time understanding like what to get curious about pick up uh the gifts of imperfection by Brene brown she covers a lot of different topics mm-hmm and it, you, it might give you ideas of like things to get um, curious about. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that'll be kind of the thought starter for you. Pick up the body is not an apology by Sonia Renee Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, do, and you're also, you can do your own research, right? Yeah. Like you just, you can look up self-help books. That's not for everyone. I, I, I tend to like them because like stuff said, they do provide frameworks and things that, you know, I'm looking to constantly help better. Um, like, better tools for me so you know just get curious about that and just know that like the sooner you deal with this i think the sooner you'll know who you are and the sooner again your decisions life decisions will become more clear for you and you'll feel more comfortable in them and at the very beginning when you start dealing with your shits again you're gonna do this for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. at the very beginning when you start dealing with your shit where you start unpacking it's kind of like you have this garage full of dressers and you're opening up every dresser and like taking things out, right? So this first part is a lot because you're unpacking and you're like, fuck, like there's a lot that I need to deal with. It's not going to feel good. 
you're going to need support, Mm -hmm. you know, so lean into your friends, your family, your partner, um, your therapist for that. It's not going to feel good. So don't think that you're going to be like, okay, I journaled one time about anger. I'm good. I feel great. You know, like that's not going to be it. It's going to, it's going to, when you first unpack that, it's going to be a lot. And then as you, as you like are able to identify your triggers, it's not easy, but it becomes easier because you've kind of like unpacked the entire garage and like mm-hmm. kind of like reprioritize things and like organize it. And now you know what you're working with. Yeah. Now you know more about yourself. Now you're like, oh, I know that this is a, a trigger for me. I need to set a boundary around that, you know? Yeah. And, and think that, I think I think when yeah. you start unpacking all that, you'll start learning more about we, we talked about boundaries before, but like you'll start really understanding what your boundaries are. Yeah. And why you've never set them or why you have set them. Yeah. Um, and one other thing, I think if you want to like find community and start a conversation with people, I think I find that the best way to do that is to share a book or a, an article or a podcast episode with someone and be like, hey, can you take a listen to this? I would love to hear your thoughts on it. And then that becomes a discussion. It's like just with the bids, <laughs> just like th- it is a bid, but like. I did this with a buddy of mine uh, a few months ago. I sent him a podcast ep- episode and he listened. And then we, we, we like talked about it. Like we, it was a, a long text conversation, but it was a very vulnerable conversation. And, and it was an in for me to say, here's my, here's my vulnerability. Here yeah. are my cards. Like, can yeah. you meet me halfway? And yeah. we were able to kind of share. And I got a lot of insight into like his thought process. Yep. And he was like, wow, this is amazing. Thank you so much. And like, now he listens to those type of episodes. So it's, you can, you can find different ways to kind of connect with people and to also like brush up on like normalizing this for yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's all I got for now. We hope that you found this helpful. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, yes, yes. Um, let us know what you think. Um, yeah hope hope you'll listen and take some of the tips yes till next time bye peace